Hello, and welcome to the Special Needs Parenting SOS Podcast. My name is Nadia Tari, and I'm a mom of four with my youngest two kids having special needs. I wanted to create a podcast where other parents who have a child with special needs could come to get some tips, suggestions, and encouragement. Now, on today's podcast episode, we are just under two weeks away from Christmas. And I don't know about you, but I absolutely love Christmas time. It's my most favorite season of like all the seasons all year long. And I love I love everything about it. I love the Christmas trees. I love the Christmas lights. I love the Christmas music. I love hot cocoa and, you know, Christmas treats or cookies or whatever. I love, you know, getting the gifts, trying to figure out what my loved ones would really enjoy, what lights them up, getting to watch them open up their presents and taking the time to send out Christmas cards. Um, yeah, I still send out the Christmas cards like in the mail. I know most people don't do that anymore, but I'm old school. And so I just think instead of opening your mail and just getting bills, bills and junk mail, how cool is it to check your mail and actually get a legitimate old school Christmas card, especially when you're including a family photo inside, right? I love getting the photos for the people that still send them to me. But anyway, and so for today's podcast episode, I wanted to just share about how you can make um, the Christmas holiday extra special for your child, regardless of their needs. For um, my older two kids, Gabrielle and Elijah, um, which they don't have any special needs at all. When they were little, I used to bake a birthday cake and we would sing happy birthday to Jesus every day on Christmas because it's like, well, we all bake cakes for our birthdays, right? For my kids and my mom and, you know, just family, friends, everybody gets a birthday cake. And so when they were little, I thought, why not make a birthday cake and sing happy birthday to Jesus? Because this is about celebrating Jesus's birthday, right? Um, but for my younger two kids, Isaiah and Josiah, you know, they, as you know, um, they're nonverbal, they can't talk, they can't walk, they can't feed themselves. And so I had to get really creative as far as how can I think outside the box to make, you know, Christmas fun for them? Like, it's not like we can go outside and do snow angels in the snow. They can't do that. And so I was like, okay, how can we get creative to make it so that they can have fun too? And so what I did was I got this big long sled, like it goes like the full length of, you know, a child's body. And I bundled, I bundled up Isaiah, my seven-year-old and you know, the whole thing, um, ski pants and a, a winter jacket and gloves and a hat and a scarf and everything so he's all bundled and warm and cozy and then I just laid him on the sled on his back so he's looking up at the sky and then I just um, I attached a rope to the edge of the um, sled and then I just kind of pulled him along on our yard in our property you know on the snow on the sled so even though he can't go out there and like roll around in the snow he still got to breathe the cold crisp air and you know look up at the sky and just feel what it's like to be you know um slid around on the sled on the snow and you could do this with an inner tube as well I mean we just did a sled because it was I don't know. We just thought of doing a sled. But the idea is how if your child is not able to walk, 
um, or has any kind of physical limitations, how can you get creative to make it so that they can still feel like they get to go outside and play in the snow or that they get to you know, bake Christmas cookies. I know my sister Malika um, and her son had the same syndrome that my boys have, Alan Herndon Dudley syndrome. And what she did was she brought Amir into the kitchen in his wheelchair and she had this big bowl and she was, you know, making cookies from scratch. And so when she had the spoon to stir the cookie dough, she put Amir's hand over the spoon and then she put her hand over his hand and literally helped Amir to stir the cookie dough. That way he got to feel like he was helping to make Christmas cookies while they listened to Christmas music in the kitchen, a very special memory with his mom. And I just thought, what a fabulous idea. So even if your child, you know, has physical limitations and maybe they can't stand or walk or run or play or whatever, we as the parents can still get really, really creative to feel like, um, okay, what can we do? How can we set this up so that they, our children, um, regardless of their limitations, still get to feel like they're having fun too. They're participating. They're cooking. They're baking. They're going out in the snow. They're this, they're that, they're whatever. Now, we do like to go down to Portland, Oregon, um, because the Oregon or the Portland Zoo has something called zoo lights every year. And as you walk through the zoo, you know, we just push the boys in their wheelchair, but they're able to look at all these beautiful lights. They've got just a tremendous display of Christmas lights. Um, and they they do the Christmas lights so it looks like animals. And I mean, it's just you, you walk along the pathway. It's like a sidewalk and it just goes and goes and goes. And so that's something that my boys really can enjoy, even sitting in their wheelchairs. Just again, the crisp, cold air and getting to see all the beautiful lights Um my boys love lights. They love music. So it really depends on what your child loves, what lights them up, and what they get really excited about, and how you can, you know, help make that more accessible for them. Another thing that we like to do is in Portland, there's a racetrack, and you can drive in the comfort of your car, and you just drive around, and it just goes and goes and goes, and there's just this huge racetrack. And they have so many different Christmas lights put up, um, Christmas lights in the form of this, in the form of that. And so, and there's words and there's structures and there's all kinds of things. Um, and so you just pay a little fee, you know, when you arrive with your car. I don't know if where you live they have something like this, but I would definitely Google it because it's just a fun experience. And that way, it's another fun memory where your child can be safely buckled up in their car seat or in their wheelchair as you drive through and get to see all the pretty Christmas lights and hear the Christmas music. And I know for us, it's just something, another fun thing that we like to do together. So I just wanted to give a couple different ideas of maybe um, to help encourage you to think outside the box of what could you do for your child, you know, who has special needs. So, you know, even if they are limited, if they can't do something physically, if they can't go outside and roll around in the snow, or if they can't, you know, um, play with certain toys, can you put your hand over their hand? Um, maybe your child loves for you to read them stories. So can you ask them like, 
it depends on whether they are verbal or not. But if they're not verbal, um, can you like hold up two different books and say, would you like me to read you this Christmas book or would you like me to read this book? Or, you know, obviously it doesn't just have to be Christmas books. It can be any book. But um, the point is, I'm just trying to help you think outside the box as to how can you make, um, you know, it's special for your child. Obviously not just Christmas time, but all year long. But for me, because... Christmas is my favorite holiday. Of course, I want to make it extra special for my kids too because I just want them to have all these wonderful memories of the fun things that we did together, you know, during Christmas time. And so um anyway, I just wanted to throw out a couple of these ideas and help you think outside the box. So if your child has, you know, whatever limitations your child has, how can you make it fun and make it exciting for them so that they have these memories that they can always cherish and look back on. And same for you, you as the parent, you know, um, I value more than anything, you know, in the physical sense, I value the experiences with my kids. I value the memories. Like those are priceless. I would rather, you know, these happy memories and happy experiences of doing fun things together with my children than having a yacht or having like something materialistic, like materialistic stuff just doesn't matter to me. But anyway, we're all different. We all have different likes and, you know, things that light us up. So I'd like to just encourage you to figure out what lights your child up and what can you do to make it fun for them? You know, maybe it's not every single day. Maybe you're planning something fun twice a week or maybe three times a week. But if your child is verbal and they're able to tell you what they would love, you know, sit down with your child and ask them, you know, what would you like to do this week? What would you like to do next week? You know, and plan it out. That way they have something fun to look forward to. And then make sure you follow through with it because um, obviously you don't want to get their hopes up for something and then you don't follow through. But definitely don't let the busyness of trying to do Christmas shopping and trying to work and trying to cook and clean and do everything, um, you know, even doing Christmas cards, don't let all of that stuff get in the way of you setting aside, setting aside special time where you get to do something, you know, either one-on-one -on -one with your child or, you know, if you have multiple children, just special time where it's just you and your kids or just you and your child where you can form those memories. Um, because I know it can be so easy to just get so busy doing everything that you need to get done, um, especially during Christmas, because we're normally busy like on a normal day, even when it's not Christmas time. So I want to make sure that you're carving out, you know, those couple special days um, every single week that you can create those special bonding memories with your child. So anyway, that's it for today. I hope that you have found this helpful. And as always, I would love to hear from you. So if you are a parent who has a child with special needs, I would love to have you join my private Facebook group. It's a safe environment strictly for parents who have a child with special needs where you can get the encouragement and support from other parents who can totally relate to what you're going through. The name of my private Facebook group is the same name of this podcast, which is called Special Needs Parenting SOS, and I look forward to connecting with you soon.